foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. We are talking about being accepted by God and to consent to be loved while unworthy is the key to living in the freedom that he gives us in the rest and the full assurance of his grace, that he loves us, that he accepts us. Because in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6, it says that he made us accepted in the beloved. And so it's all about our position in Christ that we are accepted, not any kind of performance that we can do, not any kind of kudos that we can rack up, but because of what his son did on the cross. Sharon, do you know that you have just described death to self? You you have just said there's no excuse for you to be proudful, to Mm -hmm. be vaunted up in the ways that you can contrive that you're going to look good. You have just destroyed self-esteem. And you've done great damage to (laughs) self-sufficiency. Well, you know, there are things that we have to watch out for and be mindful of because we are performance-based people. And the Lord said, I know that very good and well, and that's why I took you to the cross. Mm. So you see, we, we need to probably see that as we accept our position, that we still have a condition that can be flexible. Mm-hmm. We can choose to accept what we've been talking about, or we can do the famous saying, I did it my way. Right. So right. what are some of the things that our souls, our, our mind, will, and emotions discover when we hold to what our position is and our flesh doesn't like it? Well, I don't know that I'm picking it up the right way, but I think some of the things that we should be mindful of is that our worth doesn't come from our own performance. It has to be found in Jesus Christ. When we try to earn God's love, we're running down the wrong path. And, you know, there are some sayings that we do. I've, I've said it to you at times, Sharon. Well, I hope things will be better. Oh, yeah. And that's really for us to fail to see who we are in Christ and Mm -hmm. how he is fashioning us according to his will, according to his purpose for his eternal good. And we get so hung up on our failures that we don't realize that our failures are to help us see past our condition and rest in our position. Well, when we get disappointed, Sharon, we need to realize that if we're disappointed in where things are going wrong, we need to realize we must have believed in ourselves at some point. 
Right. And right. so now we're disappointed that we didn't do the best that we could do for God. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that grates on me a little bit, that we can be so deceived that we believe that if we just do enough for God, he will accept us. Mm-hmm. And that is so contradictory to what he said he has already done. And we're trying to do something for him that he's saying, I've already done that. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever thought about having your, your children come in and say, Mom, would you do this for me? And you're thinking, I have done it for the last 10 years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and maybe they're looking at acceptance from you in a way that they can't see that you've already right. given your heart. You have sacrificed so that they could have what they need to mature. But they're still asking you for something more, and you're going to go, how long have I been in training with you, and you still don't see my commitment, my heart to you? Right. And that really happens, Sharon, about the time we get to our teenage years. Yeah. We start to questioning what the parent has already committed, and we do the same thing with Jesus Christ. These words like disappointment and getting better and being better, a better person, a better you know, mom or a better friend or a better server for God. Those are all things that we've all said, probably in innocence, but it is a way that we are back focused on self rather than on Christ. And that's a good point because God has a purpose and a plan for each one of us. And I think about the Old Testament example of Job. Mm. Job was given a purpose and plan for his life, and he was also blessed tremendously. And then if you don't know the book of Job, it's wise to read it because, Sharon, he had to lose everything, family, livestock, wealth, the good blessings from a wife. He was abandoned. And then when some people recognized all of his losses, they came to give him some comfort. And they probably were really well-meaning. But if he wasn't discouraged before they came, he was greatly discouraged after they came. And they started accusing him for all of what was going wrong was his fault. Well, in principle, everything that we have done wrong is our fault. And that's because of the first Adam and the choices that he made back there in the garden. And then Jesus Christ said, but I got you covered. Yeah. I've given you this position. And you can choose the condition that you can walk in. You can keep trying and trying and trying. Or you can trust that I've already taken care of it, even yeah. though you may not see the blessing and the fruit because you're still being trained. Right. And that is a very good point, because a lot of times when God corrects us and disciplines us, We don't see it as child training. We see it as, you know, God's mad at me and now he's done with me. So we have to rethink how we take correction from the Lord. And usually our ego is involved. And (laughs) no, (laughs) surely not, Janie. Well, and then the ego thinks, I can't look bad. And so subtly, what comes into our thinking? Fear. Oh, mm-hmm. people won't want to have anything to do with right. me. And Sharon, I know that fear numbs our thinking. Mm-hmm. 
it can numb physically our nervous system to where we can't even have thoughts that connect. Wow. And there's a lot of health issues going on today that people are fearful that they have dementia or the beginning of Alzheimer's when in actuality they have lived with their fear thoughts so that they are numbing the brain to the truth that they already have and they already know. So a lot of what's happening around the world today is causing fear in the hearts of people. And that's just being exploited and magnified. So Sharon, if we really realize that fear will always produce numbness if we allow it to remain in us, we need to also remember that the love of Jesus Christ also remains in us, in our position. And then if we understand that love is not sweet feel-goods, just laughing and joking and enjoying with our emotions, God's love, agape love, is a commitment. Mm. And that's what he did at the cross. He committed to us to pay the price, to give us the security, to be accepted in the Beloved, so that we could know him. And when we know him, then we start to see him as he is in the power of his resurrection, and then we don't fear the fellowship of his sufferings. Now, I'm not saying we have to get all googly grady. Oh, good, we're going to get to suffer. No, I'm not a... There's a word for that kind of thing, and I'm not (laughs) of it. But I can rest in what he allows or maybe purposely plans. I don't know how he works every situation. But the fear can yield to the love. And you know, fear will cause us to focus on self. But when we change our focus to Christ and his love, then love thrives on love. And that's what Job maintained In chapter 42, in verse 5, he told God, I have heard of you by the hearing of my ear. He knew who he was. He believed his truth. He believed what he said. And then he went through all of those losses Mm -hmm. in every aspect of his life where doubt had to come in. But he said at that conclusion, Therefore, rather doubting who you are, I now abhor myself, and I repent in dust and ashes. Mm -hmm. Through all of those losses, he found the true and living God that would sustain him, and he trusted in that after all of the attacks. And then Job was given back everything in double portion. Now, I'm not saying that we all are going to wind up being broke and then being millionaires. That's not (laughs) what I'm proclaiming. I'm just simply proclaiming The self will destroy. It doesn't matter in what form. And love will always prevail. And in 2 Timothy 2.13, it says that God must remain faithful even if we don't because it's his character and his reputation and his power that's at stake. That's right. So it is great is thy faithfulness even in no matter what we perceive, and even if we're not faithful to him, 
He said He will bring our faithfulness into fruition and teach us how to trust Him instead of trying to please Him. And in trusting Him, we can consent to be loved by Him. And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N-Hearts.org.